Welcome to the Mandalorian Podcast, the official Star Wars podcast of the Kid Commentaries Network. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch, and on today's show, I'm going to be talking about Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 2, Episodes 1 through 11. It's the first half of Season 2, if you are brand new to the show. Well, or, I mean, if, if you're looking to find the show, you can find all six seasons streaming on Disney+. Plus. And season seven's coming out in like a week. I think I'm recording this episode way in advance because I'm just trying to get these recorded and everything. And then, you know, I, I should have the whole series recorded, I think, by the time Clone Wars ends, probably sometime in May. But uh, th- they'll be running, I think, all summer. And then we'll be doing Rebels. I've already got our Rebels episodes planned out, as well as uh, get getting back into that first season of Star Wars Resistance. So, the episodes we're going to be talking about today are, let me just get up to Disney Plus right here real quick, just so I can get everything ready. Alright, Star Wars of Clone Wars, Season 2. Oh, there, there will be full spoilers, by the way. So, Episode 1, Holocron Heist. Episode 2, Cargo of Doom. Episode 3, Children of the Force. Episode 4, Senate Spy. Episode 5, Landing at Point Rain. Episode 6, Weapons Factory. Episode 7, Legacy of Terror. Episode 8, Brain Invaders. Episode 9, Grievous Intrigue. Episode 10, The the Deserter. And Episode 11, Lightsaber Lost. You know, and Clone Wars, now, like, I, I, I watched these episodes, these 11 episodes, in, like, a day and a half. This show was... Getting really, really good. Of course, this is my rewatch. I've seen the whole series before when it was up on, um, up on Netflix, and I just haven't really watched it since it's been on Disney Plus. I think. I mean, I think at least you know going, you know, like every half season or something, I do a podcast like recapping the last half. I think that's really helped out a lot because you know, just like the prospect of you know, of watching an episode and then recording about it, like right after. I think that was um, kind of tedious. We did do that with the first three episodes of season one, so those ones you can actually find back on our uh, on our feed. But you know, I th- I think it was a good idea to start doing these, um, you know, start doing these episodes like half half seasons at a time. And we'll be doing that through season four of the Clone Wars and season five. I think just because season five is so big, we'll be covering that with like arcs at a time. You know, we'll be doing like. Four or five episode uh, recaps. So let's get back to season two, episode one, Holocron Heist. Cad Bane infiltrates the Jedi Temple. So I'm actually been talking about this arc, you know, just as a whole. This is an arc that dealt with uh, bounty hunter Cad Bane uh, stealing a holocron for uh, Darth Sidious. And then getting, and then, you know, finding these four sensitive kids for... Uh, for some reason, we don't really, I don't think they, I don't think that Palpatine ever said why he wanted, uh, the kids. I don't think that, but I don't think we were ever told what happened with that, but, you know, these episodes, really more, I mean, I'll talk about this a little bit late, later with our next episode, Senate Spy, but, Anakin, you know, we're starting to see him, at least, you know, endanger in, in, in other Jedi in order to save, you know, Padme, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and, and really any other Jedi, but mainly those three. Actually, 
mainly you know the uh, the former of the former two, Padme and Ahsoka. Because I think you know he's if you look back at the Clone Wars movie, which I've not yet rewatched, which I don't think I'm going to until probably some sometime this summer. But Anakin did not want Ahsoka. He did not want her at all. And then you know just through the course of the show and that film. She kind of becomes a daughter to him. And also, I feel, you know, more of like a sister because in Attack of the Clones, you may remember Anakin telling Obi-Wan, you're the closest thing I had to a father. And then in Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan says to Anakin, you were my brother. You're my brother. And, you know... If, if if you've just seen the movies and if this is your f- and like if, if if you're trying to decide what well, whether or not to watch Clone Wars and you're like you're listening to this podcast if if you have Disney Plus or a friend has Disney Plus just like ask for their lo- login for a bit like just so you can watch this show this show is really good it makes the prequels so much better like a lot of people are like oh the prequels are the worst of Star Wars but if if you watch this show with the context of those three movies, they and, and then of course you go back and rewatch the prequels, you you will enjoy them so much more. They'll they'll be so much better, just because now we have this context. You know the clones are people too, and a whole lot of other stuff. And, we'll, and I'll be talking a lot about that later. So episode four, Senate Spy. I'll be talking about this whole Genosis arc as a whole, just because it's kind of you know like the prologue to that. So in this episode, Padme investigates a separatist conspiracy in the Senate. This is also our introduction to banking clan senator. I th- I think it was bank- banking clan. What was he? But it was, excuse me. It was his name is uh, Rush Clovis. Rush Clovis, and uh, he and he and and he and Padme uh, were like they were dating uh, in between episodes one and two. Of the main Skywalker saga. Oh. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, he worked for the banking clan. He he's a senator for, for for the banking clan, and you know Padme sent to investigate him, to you know see if to like see if he's involved with the with the separatists or anything. And that's what's really interesting, actually. And then at the end of this podcast, I just remembered. Um, I gotta do a little. I uh, get to do. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do a little tribute to Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant. I think I'm just gonna. I'll just at the end. So let's just uh, let's keep going. So this episode really was a great example of, of of what I was just talking about with Anakin, kind of wanting to protect Padme at all costs. Like he jeopardizes Padme's mission so that I mean, just so that like. She and Close, you know, won't be alone. Like, he... There's one point towards the beginning of the episode where he's flying the ship, and he, like, shakes it violently just and just to, you know, like, get one seat apart between Padme and Close. And I and I, I, I get it. I get it, Anakin. But, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I, I really don't. Um, But that's just who Anakin... That's who Anakin is. That's that... You know, and we're seeing that... And that's, I think, like, I've I've talked about this a lot, but this summer I'm doing a full Star Wars canon 
movies and TV show rewatch all in chronological order, and I feel like the Anakin in, in Revenge of the Sith will be very similar to the Anakin that we see in in the Clone Wars, because that's an Anakin who really, because f- this that's an Anakin who, when faced with maybe seeing his his wife die, literally turns to the dark side of the Force and slaughters younglings. Seeing like that, like if if that was an episode of Clone Wars, which it will, it's, it's, of course it's not, because it's more of a kids show. But I mean, it's not really a kids show. Don't do not let the animation of this show turn you off. I I, I said this on last week's show. I'll probably say this on every show. But uh, the, as as we talk about these animated series, do not let the animation of Clone Wars and Rebels turn you off. Those are still great shows. Resistance is a different story. That's much. That show is. I mean. If if you can, like, accept the fact that you are not the, the target o- audience for that show, I think it's very enjoyable. I, I was, like, I went into Resistance, and, like, this is this is a, a show for six-year-olds, and I re- really liked it. I really liked it. Um, of course, there are episodes that are very bad, episodes that are very good, like that. It's like that with any show, really. You got your good episodes, you got your bad episodes. But um, let's keep going now. So now we're in this main Genosis arc. Episodes 5 through 9. Actually, we're just going to be talking about 5 through 8, I think. So, episode 5, landing at Point Rain, Anakin, Ahsoka, and Ki Mundi seek to destroy a droid factory. And this is an episode where Anakin and Ahsoka are always playing this game. You know, who can kill the most battle droids? That's the thing from uh, the second Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, when, when the dwarf Gimli and the elf Legolas... They're at, um, what was that fortress called? It was, um, I think I got, okay, here, got my, got the Lord of the Rings trilogy just behind me, the books, I'm just gonna see if I can just find the title, or what that place was named, because I do know, oh, it was Helm's Deep, Helm's Deep, when they're at Helm's Deep for that whole battle, uh, Gimli and Legolas are, you know, just, you know, they're counting how, how however many orcs they kill. And, you know, it, it's no secret that Dave Filoni, who's the showrunner for this show and Rebels, and uh, directed a few episodes of The Mandalorian, um, he, he and his wife are huge fans of, um, of the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Now, something I noticed, I think, I think that was uh, brought, you know, very well into this, in, in, in this episode, and I really like to see that. Uh, so yeah, so let's move on. Oh, and at the end, I mean, of course, Kiati Mundi says to Anakin, he, like, he got the highest score uh, for droid kills. So Anakin actually gives uh, M- Mundi his everlasting respect, and, and Obi-Wan's like, oh, well, you're, you're lucky, even I don't have that. Of course, not that exact thing, but... I have a feeling that's what Obi-Wan was talking about. So, episode 6, Weapons Factory, Luminara and Anakin act as decoys to divert enemy super tanks. This is our introduction to Barris Afi, the Padawan learner of Master Luminara Unduli. And she plays a very big role in this in this show, especially in later seasons, those of you who have seen the show, I'm not going to spoil it for if, like, this is your first time watching the show and you're just watching along with me. Um, 
Barisafi is you know is very important moving forward in this series. She's a huge character, a huge friend of Ahsoka. Uh, you know if you've seen the later seasons, you know what I'm you know, you know what I'm saying. But um, uh, yeah, I I one of the highlights of the show is you know watching Ahsoka, and to a lesser extent Barris, you know watching them grow up, seeing Ahsoka. I'm about to spoil, you know, the end of this, of season five, so just skip ahead, like, 30 seconds if you've never seen it, but watching Ahsoka start out as this, you know, kind of child who is just trying to, you know, impress her master and everything, and then throughout the course of the series, she ends, you know, she leaves the Jedi Order because she doesn't know what, um, she doesn't really understand well, she does. She understands perfectly, but she just feels that the Jedi have lost their way, and that's a thing that you know comes back a lot in the series. The Jedi have lost their way, uh, and you know we're gonna see a lot of that lit later on in season four with the uh, with the darkness on Umbara arc. It's one of my favorite arcs. I may do an episode like just for that arc, just because it's so good and I love it so much. That one and the more just tr trilogy, you know. And everything with uh, Darth Maul later on. I, I love all that stuff. So those episodes are all going to get, you know, I think their own episodes. Um, so, episode 7, Le Legacy of Terror. Obi-Wan and Anakin lead a search for Luminera. This episode, I mean, I, I've seen episode A, Brain Invader, so many times. I've seen that one. I think I've seen that episode like five times. This is only my second time watching Legacy of Terror, though. Um, so, you know, this, I mean, f for me, it's like, if Brain Invaders is like the Star Wars or original tr trilogy, and Legacy of Terror is the, like the prequel trilogy, that's, like, this episode sets up the next episode so, so well, with, you know, just seeing, like, the, kind of the brain worms, like, in those Geonosian s soldiers, that was really, really great to see, and especially with the Queen, uh, I was surprised she, she spoke English. There was other stuff. I actually back in, uh, episode four, Senate spy, uh, uh, Rush Clovis is like talking to, he's like talking to Poggle the Lesser in basic, which is English, but in Star Wars, they call it basic. And then Poggle the Lesser will respond in Genosian. And that's something I think is kind of weird with Star Wars, like, there's a, an, an SNL skit, and I'll link to it in the, in the show notes, you can watch it, but, basically, there's, like, all these jokes about, like, you know, there's, like, a Han Solo type character who's, like, talking to a hut, and basic, and then, you know, the hut responds in Hutties, and the Wookiee says something, and it's just, like, how do all you guys know all these languages? It's kind of ridiculous, and that's, Thing, you know, like, how does Ray understand BB-8? I get it, she works with ships, and probably a little bit with droids, but I don't know how she'd memorize, like, all of, you know, the, uh, like, droid code language, I guess, I don't really know what that's called, but, and also, you know, Han and Chewie, I get it, Han spoke a little bit of Shriwook in, uh, Solo, and of course, throughout the time they, they knew each other, they were able to, you know, kind of communicate better. It's actually interesting. Wookiees, this is a piece of Star Wars trivia for you guys. Wookiees can understand English, but 
their mouths like can't make the sounds. So, so that's what like. That was actually not not a recording. That was me. I don't even know if that was good or not. But all right, let's get back to next uh, episode eight: Brain Invaders. As I said, I love this episode. Ahsoka and Barris must stop the unleashing of a deadly plague. So yeah, this episode was really interesting. Um, you know, uh, w- w- one of the brain worms. Um, you know, there's a clone troop, uh, clone like unit that's like sleeping, and the brain worm like invades one of them like through the nose, and that's that stuff I didn't like when I was like six years old. And I was watching this show for the for the first time. Oh, this is this is honestly one of the greatest. This show is, I mean, Star Wars at its best. Okay, this is a show that Star Wars at its best. This is a great series to watch. Whether whether you're disappointed in the last Jedi. oh, speaking of the last Jedi, um, I saw Knives Out last night. Uh, the new uh Ryan Johnson movie. Uh, I I loved it. It was amazing. Of course, I think that the time for like a Ryan Johnson Star Wars mo- movie would have eventually come. I think it would be, I think it would be better if JJ was in charge of this whole trilogy though. And then give, you know, Ryan Johnson maybe a spin-off or a TV series, but don't give him uh, you know, just the main episodic saga. But I I personally loved Knives Out. I I think it was great for him to do. I mean, I think Ryan Johnson's done with huge blockbusters. You know, he started off with um with Monsters and Looper. Both of which were in indie films, and then he comes back to the Last Jedi, which huge studio movie. That was that was, the last show was the first Johnson movie I'd ever seen. And then, you know, uh, go 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 back to Knives Out, which is a much smaller movie. I personally loved it. I I'm recording this on um, Saturday afternoon. Night and Knives Out is currently nominated for one Academy Award. Uh, best original screenplay i hope it wins i think uh johnson did a great job so just my little take on that so go see knives out it's currently uh you can buy it on digital so like itunes you can that's that's most where i buy movies but it's currently streaming well not streaming yet i think that i think that's a movie that'll end up on hbo max though is where uh knives out will go but definitely go see it yeah so this episode I'm really going to talk about I'm really only going to talk about the end when Ahsoka's just almost killed killed Barris and she you know she uh like and um she only k- kills the worm but Barris is like kill me you have to kill me to stop this so and and Anakin tells Ahsoka that attachments are are, are forbidden you have to there's a there's a very clear line, very clear line, but maybe it's not so clear. So I guess it's not not a clear line. I guess it's not like you know how much of like a brotherly love is allowed between Anakin and Obi Wan. You know that's something that's very important with this series, and especially with Padme, like. Anakin jeopardizes missions so often just to get to Padme and stuff. And that's always so interesting to 
to to see like knowing what happens to him and everything so episode nine grievous intrigue that this is um the start of a duology but the two episodes that were very very uh different i'd say that's more of you know like a force awakens the last jedi kind of thing where like it's kind where episode 10 was kind of a sequel to episode 9 but not really cuz different creative team and of course same same creative team but you know pro, but story is uh, more focused on rex than it is on grievous so this episode episode 9 eth koth is taken hostage and tortured by by uh, Gen- general grievous i really like this episode i thought it was interesting cuz i didn't r- r- really remember this one uh, Eth Koth is taken, of course, hostage. I guess I'm just gonna... So yeah, that's what happens in that episode. Uh, next episode I just want to talk about a lot. The Deserter. Uh, Rex encounters a clone deserter. Really, really interesting episode. So, the, for, for, so for me... So basically... Uh, Grievous escapes at the end of, at the end of episode 9. And... Uh, Obi-Wan and... Actually, just another piece of trivia for you guys throughout this whole series all six seasons the movie and most likely season seven as well but of course we we, we don't even know if grievous is in season seven of the clone wars but if you look anakin and grievous never meet each other they never meet because the first time they meet each other is at the beginning of revenge of the sith so that's just something interesting that i wanted to point out So you know, the so they get down to uh the planet is uh Salukmai and Rex is shot in the chest and he, he survives because he's in season seven, but he is taken to, you know, a farmer and it turns out that this farmer is a clone trooper. He's he's a clone. A deserted clone, and uh he has a wife and two kids and you know, they have this whole debate about like, you know, is this something that you, if being bred for war, is is that okay? Is is that okay? And that's something that'll come back a whole lot more in this series. And that's something that's just r- really interesting about this show because this is a show that really delves deep into you know ethics and stuff. Some in in a way you you wouldn't expect an a- animated series to. Now, my nerdy nitpick in this episode was. We know that he kind of left the that this de- deserter his his name was Cut. He left the uh, re- Republic of of a little bit after the Battle of Geonosis. So did he find his wife? Uh, of course, like did, did they get married and have kids after? Because these kids seem like they're like two, three, four years old. Of course, the Clone Wars only lasted for three years. There's only a three-year gap between Attack of the Clones and, and Revenge of the Sith. So, when does this episode take place? Because I, I I could headcanon it as being, you know, closer to Revenge of the Sith, but that would, I mean, put just a few weeks or months between this episode and, you know, the next, like, four, five, five and a half seasons. And that doesn't really make sense. So, I, I just want to know, are these kids that basically, you know, when... Did he adopt them when they got married or what? Because somebody else noticed that they were both, uh, they're both, the kids are both Twi'leks. So I'm thinking, you know, 
I am thinking that, you know, maybe they, that he did adopt them when they got married. And also a little, uh, in, in their fun fact in this episode, uh, the clone trooper kicks, he's in, uh, another, uh, Star Wars story. This is, uh, I think an audible original ebook or of course an audiobook. Uh, so, so this is a stormtrooper kicks who was, um, who's actually put on, who's, um, put on ice. Uh, kind of like Captain America. Uh, Captain America was put, put on height, was put on ice for 70 years. He didn't age a day. So this is a clone trooper that is, you know, wakes up in the sequel era. So he's, you know, there's actually a ship you can see in season two of Star Wars Resistance with the guy that finds him. He's in that episode. So it's most likely that, you know, Kix, the clone, is, you know, on board that ship. That's in the episode, I think it's episode 15 or 14. It's either 14 or... It's episode 14 of season two of Resistance, uh, The Mutiny. Uh, and this is a clone that, uh... Oh, he's also in the uh, Umbara arc. I did not know that about him, so we'll have to look for him later. Alright, so yeah, so he is in the book. Hang on, let me just pull this up on uh, the uh, the Clone Trooper wiki or something. I don't know. Um, So he... Shoot, um... He is in the book. Ah. Hang on, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about this. He is... Ah. Uh, the Crimson Corsair and the Lost Treasure of Count Dooku. Uh, and that's in the book Tales from... A, a Galaxy Far, Far Away, Aliens, Volume 1. So yeah, so if you want to check out his story late, later on, you can do it there. So our last episode for this uh, podcast is Season 2, Episode 11, Lightsaber Lost. A- A- Anakin's, or Ahsoka's lightsaber is stolen by a wily pickpocket. This is an episode that really felt a lot like, you know, the opening sequence for Attack of the Clones, you know. This episode had, like, a really great, you know, of course, this, this episode aired in, like, 2000, in, like, late 2009, early 2010, but, you know, there's a part when Ahsoka is teamed up with this kind of older Jedi, and she goes, okay, Gramps, and I'm just th- thinking to myself, okay, Boomer, and of course, no disrespect, it's kind of a meme, so I'm just, I'm just thinking that right now, and that's just what I was thinking when I was watching, uh, when I was watching that episode. Uh, this is an episode that really... Um, that, you know, this seems like what the canceled Star Wars live action series, Star Wars Underworld would have been like, which was, um, the original live action Star Wars TV show written and directed by George Lucas never was released. If actually there were a few minutes of test footage that were released a few weeks ago. Thank God this show was, was never released. Thank God we got the Mandalorian instead. This, that's just like the four or five minutes we saw really bad, just some really bad stuff. And and I get it was like 2007 or so technology. It felt like a lot like the first 
season of Doctor Who where the my my brother's main Doctor Who fan. He's got actually a Doctor Who podcast group. Uh, doing uh, he has not started recording that yet. I kind of want him to. Um, but yeah. So that's what this episode felt like a lot to me. Really good episode. I liked it a lot. Kind of like a pretty pretty good uh you know horror element to it. So I think that's about it for these episodes of Clone Wars. If you want to um keep up with our Clone Wars rewatch, uh the next next week of course actually next week uh the Clone Wars comes back, comes back on Disney Plus for season seven. But of course I'll be recording these episodes past that point and everything. So. Next episodes will be episodes twelve. So Star Wars: The Clone Wars, season two, episodes twelve through twenty-two. So yeah, if you want to watch those episodes, um, that's what we're gonna be talking about. So I'm super excited. So this is our first introduction to Mandalore. I'm super excited to talk about that next week. Um. So thank you guys so much for listening. We are the Mandalorian Podcast. Uh, send us an email to mandalorianpodcast at gmail.com. That's mandalorianpodcast at gmail.com for the you want to send feedback for Clone Wars or anything Star Wars, really. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, follow us at Kid Commentaries Network for news about this show and all our other shows. Uh, so our main show is Kid Commentaries. It's going to be returning for Season 2 next month, uh, starting with uh, the prequel trilogy. We're, talk- we're going to be doing commentary tracks for The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. You can also find the Cinema Soundtrack Podcast, uh, se- Season 2, Episode 3, Revenge or Return of the Jedi, is going to be releasing tomorrow morning. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, if you're looking for a sports podcast... Oh, I did not talk about Kobe. We'll talk about Kobe next episode because I, I I do want to do a little uh, Kobe tribute, but I guess it's kind of too late for this episode. So I'll make sure put it in the show notes to do a Kobe Bryant uh, tribute in the next episode. I'm really mad. I'm mad, mad at myself. I missed that. Uh, so yeah, if you wanna if if you wanna sports podcast, go check out Monday's Minutes, a kid's take. And if you're looking for a Marvel podcast, just like this one, check out Nick Denenberg. He, he was on a whole bunch of our Mando episodes. Go check out uh, another Marvel podcast. We, we love five-star five reviews on iTunes. We'll read them on the show when we get them. Uh, and they help people find the show easier. You know, Clone Wars is coming back. People are going to be looking for a Star Wars podcast. So, you know, just thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. And may the force be with you.